Hey out there, everybody. The stable geniuses of Movie Geeks United have returned. We're here for another exciting week of movie talk. Post Oscars, our first post Oscar show. Slightly unstable, uh, I would say. <laughs> all right, what should we what should we call you on this show? Uh, <laughs> the new name is uh, Bobby Blue Blood. Bobby Blue Blood. Okay. Yeah. Bobby well, let's Blue try Blood. This, this yeah. should be. This should be an interesting piece of performance art. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just wanted to talk sort of southern and low because I like my low voice. And so I just thought I'd say hello to everybody. Was you kicked in the nuts, Dean? I mean, what what happened? (laughs) Well, they finally descended. And uh, that's, that's, (laughs) that's, that's pretty cool. Oh my so god. Here's okay. a question. Here's a question, uh, Bobby. What if people end up liking you more than Dean? Yeah, you're stuck with this. <laughs> well, I'd be fine with that. I just uh you know, I like to make new friends and uh I just uh you know, I just uh, I like to make people laugh, I guess. And uh so so uh, well, you good. know, I think I can do that a little bit better than uh, the other guy does. <laughs> Yeah, well, the name like Bobby Blue Bud, I'm sure that you're going to make some interesting new friends. <laughs> let's talk about the Oscars. Yeah, let's talk about uh, the Oscars. Oh, oh my we think God. of the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bobby, tell us what you think of the Oscars. Well, I thought it was a fine show. It was a. You know, I mean, uh, every year I feel like, uh, you know, last year it's kind of hard to. Top last year, but uh, this year, you know, it was uh, it, it went it went all right, I guess. You know, there were no major hiccups, and I, I really liked all the film clips. They finally uh, got Chuck Workman working again, I think, and uh, they worked very well on the film clips. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. I agree with you 100%. That was the best part of the show, I thought, especially the 90 year uh, montage. I thought that was the highlight, actually. Um, well, it really felt Dean. like uh, Dean's coming back here. Uh, it really uh, felt, it felt, <laughs> well, it felt like uh, it feels like for the past few years they've kind of abandoned the film clip thing, and right. uh, uh, you know uh, I kind of miss them a little bit. Oh yeah, and so uh, so I well really done. I mean yeah. if if they're well done and they don't feel like time wasters, if they feel like a real celebration, these were very well done, and I thought that they weren't just a series of random clips. I thought that they they really uh, spelled out a narrative of the different things that movies do. Uh-huh. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I thought so too, and uh, I, I thought they were intelligently put together and everything. Uh, you know, maybe the show was uh, devoid of, of, you know, any major surprises. Uh, you know, I, I think the biggest surprise was maybe Icarus winning Best uh, Documentary. Because uh, everybody was kind of predicting, uh, uh, you know, Agnes Varda to win. Yeah. Uh, you know, which that would have been a big achievement of her to, for her to win a uh, <clears throat> a special Oscar and a uh, and a competitive Oscar in the same year, especially yeah. at her age. Uh, but uh, but you know, I haven't seen Icarus yet, but uh, I'm I'm excited to see it. So it's good. What what were the highlights for you, Jerry? The montage really was the highlight. So I thought it was a little long, though. I think they could, but I also got to say, um, you know, like maybe the pendulum 
in this country just swings one way. It never swings just right. It either goes to one extreme or the other. And I, I felt if it, may, if it's possible, is it possible for a show to be so hung up on diversity? Mm. Is that possible? <laughs> yeah, it was a concern. I mean, that, I mean yeah, but you're. But now let me let's though address some things. Let's just address some things. You know, a lot of people are saying, "Oh, it was down so much. The ratings were down so much." One obvious reason there wasn't a big blockbuster film in there that a lot of people had seen. Let's not forget. Let's take that into consideration before we begin. Well, that it was, there was Get Out, and uh, but and, they were. Yeah. But those are still and Dunkirk. Dunkirk, but. It, Yes and no, but there's not a film. There wasn't a there was, film. There wasn't a Titanic like, or Lord of the Rings. There was no Titanic or Lord there, of the Rings. Right. There can't be one of those every year. It's just impossible. <laughs> no, but no. You got, but to, here's the you got to do that, Dean. If you want people to watch, you got to have year. a dark night in there. You got to have a dark night, or you got to have a. a you do really have to do that. Um, no, because a lot of people want to say, oh, this is because the shows are so political. The shows have been political for quite some time. Um, and I think, and the same was so anti-Trump. Well, what about the years when it was like anti-Bush, if you will? I mean, there's there's a lot of that. Um, so yeah, I mean, they spread they spread the wealth uh, uh, among uh, Republican uh, presidents. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, this as is long this, as the president is Republican. Yeah, I mean, as long as the president, but well, it was also remember there was the '80s and he had a showbiz president. So I mean. Um, for right, but years, you know, so. and and he part- he participated, I think, too. I mean, they would. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he was like beamed in one time, uh-huh. or something. But but um, you know, you're right in that it's always been political. I mean, even when Karsten hosted, you know, he included political humor and yeah. he brought up pol- politics in his. You know, uh, mm-hmm. it's just our politics wasn't as uh, aggressively. Uh, Pull it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This doesn't start to the 90s. I mean, it doesn't really start to the 90s. The partisan was But I just think, I think part of it has to do with, um, you know, there's a a large segment of the population that just does not care about award shows. Um, They're not going to tune in. I mean, let's just be honest. But I just, I don't know if I want to attribute just to say that. Because one of the things, yeah, all every every year it happens. Oh, the ratings are down from last year, down drastically. It just seems like it's almost like that Monday morning news is going to come. You know, oh, the ratings are down. The ratings were down from last year, and it happens with a lot of these kind of shows. But um, I just think this year, because and to be, and to be honest, a lot of the some of the people, not a lot of the people, but a couple of the people, I didn't know who they were. A couple of the presenters, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> which was an absolute first. Which I guess I was fine with, but I, I, I was like, are they a musician or, like, are there primary movies? I, I don't know where they're from. And yet, I was really happy to see a couple of people there. Like, I was happy to see people like Annabella Sciorra. I was happy to see Christopher Walken, like, walk up and present an Oscar. Yeah, that was. <laughs> That was neat. I also liked seeing Eva Marie Saint, who I thought was really, uh-huh. I mean, you know, advanced, you know, she's 92 or yeah. something. And, yeah, no, she and was I great. thought she was really with it. And, uh, you know, sometimes when they bring out the older people, you know, sometimes it can be an embarrassment. She was totally with it. And, uh, and uh, you know, I thought she was really good. Uh, oh, very with it, Dean. I mean, she had more skunk than a lot of the younger um, presenters there, I thought. Um, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But I just yeah you know, I just want to address that because they always want to talk about how the ratings are down and I I just think 
don't get me wrong, the movies that took me over Get Out and, and Dunkirk are the most, but there was nothing like a Titanic or a Lord of the Rings to really draw people, a large, diverse crowd into the... Um, right. And, and they, they, but, uh, they even brought, brought across, you know, brought in new genres and stuff into the Best Picture race. So, uh, you know, I mean... Uh, you know, I I think uh, you know. I mean, what can you say? I I thought it was a a little bit of a dull show because you know, of course, compared to last year, what could uh, what could what could rival that? You know, but right. uh, uh, you know, I, I thought they kept it moving fine, and uh, you know, again, it's only one time a year we have this yeah. this show, and you know, there's a football game on every weekend, and it lasts four or five hours. And, uh, you know, uh, I just think, uh, you know, as always, I always feel like, you know, any any of the comments about it being too long or whatever, which I thought they kept everything moving quite quickly, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know. As quick as you can, as quick yeah. as you can on a show like that. So. If, if I had one complaint, I just feel like, <clears throat> and I don't know what to do about this, except, you know, as I've always suggested, just – <clears throat> you know, move the move the uh, ceremony up. Uh, you know, in the year, so we're not suffering with awards uh, fatigue by the time the Oscars come on. Uh, mm-hmm. I wish uh, I wish that uh, you know that uh, you know it was a little earlier in the year. I guess you know um, maybe a month. Uh, well, here's here's what. It, uh, uh, more than politics or whatever, I think that maybe what kept people away is they sensed that this was going to be a big cause, oh, uh, yeah, celeb thing. show. Mm-hmm. And I and I and I think that uh, people probably didn't want to be like preached to for four hours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's that's I, you know that's, that's the danger. A big thing. Yeah, that's and I don't see how you can fix that. I mean, especially how polarized things are. You know, how are you going to convince the uh, you know, uh, heavily uh, uh, right-wing uh, audience members to tune in when they uh, have such an intrinsic kind of hatred of, of entertainment in general. I just don't. Yeah. I don't know how how uh, you can uh, combat that really. Well, I, I no, mean, no, I, I would, if I if I didn't if I didn't love movies, I'd feel the same way. Mm. And so I, yeah. I don't think I don't think it's like a right left-wing thing. It's just that. Uh, yeah, I think it's uh, – but they definitely had elephants in the room that they had to address. There was no way around it. I mean, this was mm-hmm. the year they, they had to do that. Mm-hmm. But, no uh, question. Yeah, so it's unavoidable this year. Um, mm-hmm. And the uh, – what else was I going to say? The, and I did think the show had its share of inspiring uh, moments of, and slash awkward moments. And I, I know that people always crap on Kimmel and his um, stunts. I'm like, it's the one bit of unexpected spontaneity uh, when he takes everybody across the street to that theater. Uh, yeah. That, uh, you're like, oh, that's that's pretty. I watched it and I was delighted. I was, oh, that's what, how not how nice is that? How different is I that? I thought it was good? very clever, actually, that the guy he got to introduce the next category mispronounced um, that girl's name since she mispronounced everyone's name that morning of the yeah. announcement. That's true. I thought that was kind of poetic justice. <laughs> and they, and they were funny. Haddish and uh, Maya Rudolph were funny. They were. They were. They were. She made up for her uh, 
for her uh, flubs the Oscar, yeah, on the Oscar nomination uh, morning. I, I really do like her. I think she's she's good, and I I really look forward to seeing more of her. I think she's going to be a huge star. Mm-hmm. All right. I agree. So um, Scorsese's movie will not be up for Best Picture next year because it's Why not is coming that? out this year. Mm. Not coming out this year. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. I kind of expected it. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that that sucks though. I mean, I want to, uh, you know, I got to make sure that I look both ways before I cross the street for another year, so I so I'll have a chance <laughs> to see this movie. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Me go. too. <laughs> me too. Jerry, did you see Death Wish and? Uh, the other new one? What was the other new one? Uh, well, yeah, we had Red Sparrow that, that last weekend. Yeah, I saw this last weekend. Oh, was I supposed to remember what those were about? Oh, shit. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, not, not a glowing <laughs> review already. No, no, I'm joking. I'm being facetious. I'm being facetious. No, Death Wish, um, let's talk about Death Wish because it's worthwhile talking about I don't think I've if you, if you if I didn't know that was direct you know I would never have known that was directed by Eli Roth, never never have known that was directed by him if I did not know that going in there. There's nothing in it. It's a very mild movie from him. Um, it's like a, I and I always thought the one with Kevin Bacon from Death Sentence was really like the true remake of Death Wish. I never really thought that it needed to be remade, literally remade um, again, but they did. Um, not that I think the first one is obviously a good movie. The sequels are leave a lot to be desired, obviously. Um, but I mean, Bruce Willis has the Charles Bronson part. He's a he's a doctor in the film. He's this incredible doctor. Elizabeth Shue is his wife, and I forget who plays the daughter. Forgive me, I don't remember her name. And they are, um, you know, someone breaks into the house, you know, and he's not there. And remember, this film was supposed to come out. Right after the Vegas shooting um, in November, if you'll remember, and it seems like every time it's supposed to come out, there's a horrible shooting in our country. Um, yeah, when are you gonna stop? When is that gonna yeah, stop? Never, yeah, never, yeah, yeah. You know. So here's the. I think the film though. I think the film. So he's a he becomes a vigilante. He becomes a, a so in a sense a celeb and all this. You know, they don't know who's doing it, but um, and the film wants to eat its cake, and you know. You know, have it too. You know, and you know, it's either it makes it does send up. It says there's something definitely wrong. Anyone can go in and buy a gun, which he does not do, by the way. He does go into a gun store. He does not do that. Um, but the it, it wants to make a, a at times a statement. You know, a thing about the gun control, and at times not. I don't think it knows really what it wants to do. It's a, it's but it, I mean, if you've never seen the original, it's fine. If you've seen the original, you're like, why bother? You know, what was the point? But um, mm-hmm. you know, I could I could take or leave it. You know, I mean, I could take take or leave it, and that's really all I have to say I about. Guess, uh, you know, but but does he actually go after the people that that hurt his family? Oh yes, yes he does. Oh okay. yes he does. Yes. Are they in, are there any interesting people playing the villains? You know, like Jeff Goldblum was, you know, made his debut in the original. That's right. That's right. Uh, as wow. as one of the as one of the punks. You know so. what it reminded me of? You know what actually the movie reminds me of? Remember the episode in the first season of Miami Vice, the home where the guys work at the um in the they work there the um the valets. 
and they take the keys and they make the copies of the keys to break into people's homes, the home invasion. It reminded me of that, but not as good as that episode. Um, that episode I thought was really chilling. Just it reminded me of that, but not it reminds as. You, it reminds you of the valet episode of Miami Vice. <laughs> but you remember that I've episode? Never, you remember? I've never heard that comparison. <laughs> but that's what it reminded me of—the story, the plot. That's what it reminded me of. Um, but instead of Don Johnson and Philip Michael yeah. Thomas, yeah, Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs> That was another thing. Uh, Bruce, Willis and Bruce Willis looks a lot like our good our friend of my family's. Um, he looks exactly like him. So then I was having a lot of trouble taking that seriously too. Um, so with a shaved head and everything, I was like, "Oh shit, he looks a lot like Dr. Shackner." Oh my god, it is. Dr. <laughs> I did see I did see Red Sparrow. I actually did see that. Uh, and, what, and what are our feelings on that? Uh, it's it's like a two and a half star. I think yeah. it's it's solid. It feels kind of uh, old-fashioned spy spy movieish in some ways. Uh, very square in some ways. Um, very square, but uh, reasonably uh, engaging. And uh, I don't I don't know that it 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 isn't some uh, revelation from uh, Jennifer Lawrence performance-wise. Um, and outside of her feeling comfortable with her sexuality in this role, I, I don't think it represents anything necessarily new for her. To, it gave a lot of people What do you think, Jerry? I think it gave a lot of people work. I thought that was really nice of them. <laughs> um, who, who's no, the director? Uh, uh, Francis Lawrence. He did some of the Hunger Games movies. Yeah. And, he and, and he did Constantine. I think he did the Constantine with Keanu Reeves many years ago. Mm-hmm. It's all right. It's, I think Jamie said it best. It's a two and a half star movie. It's you know, it's it, there is no revelation from um, Jennifer Lawrence, I, and not that I not that there is supposed to be one. Um, she should really focus more on trying to finish watching Phantom Thread before she opens her mouth again, though. Uh, I'm sorry, she just should. Um, but oh, that'll hang over her head forever in your eyes. <laughs> well, no, I just why would you say why would you? Come on, that's you. I feel like what Mark Harris said. If I can sit through joy, you can watch Phantom Thread on Twitter. That was great. I mean, I thought that was great. Well, yeah, Jeremy Irons is in it. Uh, yeah, he's good. Uh, he's very good in that. Um, and so was um, Charlotte Rampling, I thought. And right, that's what the guy who plays her uncle in the movie is um, very good. I always love seeing Charlotte Rampling. That's for sure. Yeah, I know. She's, always she's like to see your uncle. But, uh, always, always <laughs> <something>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought you were about to say. <laughs> uh, oh, we're all right. We're just having Billy laughs tonight. Um, <laughs> did uh, either one of you guys see the documentary Bombshell about Petty Lamar? No, no. not yet. No. Where is that available? Very good. It's, very, it's available where where it's normally available for people like you and I. Okay. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. But, uh, yeah. What a, what a, I mean, it's great. I think that's a story definitely worthy of telling, especially in this climate where people are talking about the contributions of women in, in the film industry and elsewhere. And uh, no one kind of personified it better than Hedy Lamar. Um, so it's a fascinating story. She was one of the most beautiful uh, screen goddesses uh, of her day. And, uh, she was also an, an inventor 
that uh, invented a lot of uh, stuff uh, related to the war, related to uh, us, you know, prevailing in that war, and and we keep that technology today. I mean, it's the basis of Wi-Fi comes from uh, Hedy Lamar. Isn't that amazing? Um, that is. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, and, and she had a difficult life. She had a lot of marriages. She went kind of crazy. She became a recluse. She went too much into plastic surgery. There's a lot of drama in her life, and yet uh, so much accomplishment and that uh, went unrecognized. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, let's, uh, I've, I've got to watch it. Bombshell. Got to see it. Yeah, I definitely got to watch it. Definitely. Well, I've been watching a lot of old stuff, you know. I mean, uh, uh, you know, I think the uh, new, you know, of course, I saw Death of Stalin. Uh, how did you see? How did you see Death of Stalin, though? How did uh, you... Those secret ways. Oh, okay, okay, no, that's fine. Is we have our ways, Jerry. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I know the ways. You don't have to. You don't have to spell it out for me. I don't want to get anyone. I know the ways. Is it good? It's excellent. It is. Uh, is it. it is. One of the best, I mean, obviously one of the great movies of the year. Uh, Steve Buscemi plays uh, uh, Nikita Khrushchev, actually. A very thin Khrushchev. A very thin. <laughs> yes, a thin Khrushchev. But, he, but he, has his, he has the, the head, uh, uh, you know, shaved and everything, and he's yeah. uh, he's fantastic in it. Um uh, Patty Considine is in there, uh, uh, the Irish actor, and uh, Jeffrey Tambor as uh, as Malinkoff, who is uh, who is competing with uh, Khrushchev to succeed. Oh yeah, yeah, they um, all. Uh, yeah, to succeed uh, uh, the uh, the dead premier, and uh, Michael Palin is in there as uh, Molotov. You know, the inventor of the, I guess the inventor of the, or at least the namesake of the infamous cocktail, and uh, uh, you know, uh, lots of lots of uh, really good British character actors, yeah, um, uh, and uh, very very funny. Um, you know, of course, it's it's done by uh, it's done by the, the same guy who did uh, uh, In the Loop and uh, uh, so forth. So. Uh, uh, Armando Iannucci, um, and uh, you know what's interesting about it <clears throat> is that you know <clears throat> comedies have a <clears throat> comedies have a uh, have a certain look about them. You know that don't transmit Im- importance or whatever. But this movie looks like a, a traditional uh, historical drama. Uh, it doesn't have that flat comedy look. Uh, it's really yeah. well well photographed, and uh, but it is wild. It oh is yeah, wild. I mean, it's, it's the greatest. I mean, I I really wish that my, that my dad would have loved this movie. I mean, yeah. I wish he was alive because it's just everything. I mean, you know that when he's. I mean, do they show him lying on the floor, Stalin, after he's had his stroke? Do they have it where they leave him on the floor? No, he's uh, he's in good, he's in you know he's in good shape through this movie. This is pre, you know he's not he's uh, he's <clears throat> he's the most uh, able-bodied person in that that we see. Although uh, I think it's uh, Simon Russell Beale who is playing the guy who's really trying to get the power. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's an actor that I don't really recognize, but he's kind of really kind of the lead. Uh, and, um, you know, it's based on a comic book, too, this uh, this movie. Uh, comic book by uh, Nambian uh, 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 Nari uh, and uh, Thierry Robin. Uh, I guess it's, it sounds like it might be a Canadian or a <clears throat> French comic book. Um, but uh, I think that's interesting. So it is an adapted screenplay, uh, just to let everybody know. And it is uh, it is fun. I mean, it is not uh, <clears throat> it is not staid. Uh, it is uh, not uh, confusing or anything. And it is uh, it is quite a lot of fun. Big uh, some big really big laughs. And uh, oh, it looks it's hysterical. A really, really cla- classy movie, and uh, one of the best of the year. So uh, you know, unlike last year, I've already seen. In this early date, I've already seen you know four or five great movies this year that uh, that I really really like a lot. Wow. So, you've been on the show. Yes, yes, exactly. So for, for in the loop, I think. Yep, yep. Which he was Oscar nominated for. So, and I think this uh, this really deserves you know some consideration year end, you know. So it's good. Check it out. It's but it's called, last year. It came out in England. I know it came out in England and Europe last year. Um, yes, it was. A, yeah. It's, so, so yeah. Technically, it's a 2017 movie. Uh, you know, we always have to deal with that around the spring of every year. You know, whether right. it's no, 2017 or is it whatever. But uh, uh, <clears throat> yeah, for for this year, it's it's in consideration this year. So for the Oscars, no, that's good. Wow, you saw it. I mean, I'm jealous. That's all I'm gonna say. It's good. It's good. Really, really good. So, be interested to to hear your thoughts on it once once you do see it. Well, I don't know. I mean, I I might not get to see it. I mean, it sounds like it's not gonna come out here until the fall at the rate they're going. I mean, (laughs) maybe maybe so. Maybe I'm not quite sure. On what the uh, release date is for it in America, but uh, you know, so, but it is it is good, you know. We're starting the buzz now. My the blue blood liked it too. It was uh, it was funny, I thought, and uh, really really uh, stylish. Uh, you know, it, you know, I always like seeing uh, Steve Buscemi anyway. I like his old big old bug eyed. <laughs> Bug-eyed look. He's got a bald head. Uh, he looks great. Yeah, that, that's something that's never been said about Stevie Simi. He looks great. <laughs> I really should have been. I really should be intoxicated for the show. I right knew. Now, but, uh, I think Chris. Is, I think Chris's mother uh, has has a thing for Steve Shimmy and Christopher Walken. Like she's, she finds them both very, very alluring. Well, that's. That's it. She's she's got uh she's got the uh, eclectic taste, I'd say. <laughs> All right. The Joker origin movie is starting to make more sense. The one that Martin Scorsese's producing and Todd Phillips is directing. Jared uh, Le- it's not Jared Le- who is it? It's Joaquin. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix, right. Oh yeah, by the way, that Lynn Ramsey movie looks really good. Um yeah, really I really want to see that. 
Yes. I definitely want to. I want to see that very badly. So yeah. This, um, this is a massive year for him. I mean, massive year. He's got three big movies coming out. He's playing Jesus in one of them, and the Mary Magdalene, and and uh, and he's got he this. both of them. Wait, is he playing both of them or just Jesus? Oh, <laughs> no, Rooney Mara is playing Mary Magdalene. And, really? Uh, yeah. This is the first time. I, this is the first time I'm going to have a heart on looking at Mary Magdalene. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and uh, you know, and then this film, and then of course the uh, uh, he won't get far on foot. You know, don't worry, he won't get far on foot, which is the new. Oh, they're uh, making that into a movie. Yes, uh, they've Gus, been talking about that for like twenty years at least. Making yeah. that into a movie. Well, Gus Van Sant is directing that. Uh, it's based on John Callahan's uh, uh, autobiography. You know, right. John, John Callahan was the. Just to let let everybody know. Uh, John Callahan was the uh, artist that worked for uh, many outlets, most famously National Lampoon. Uh, and uh, he was a, a serious drunk and uh, uh, got, got into a car accident and became a paraplegic and, and continued his uh, cartooning career by uh, holding holding the pen in his mouth and uh, drawing drawing that way. And uh, wow. very, very, very dark uh, uh, comics about uh, uh, about. Uh, being a paraplegic and uh, <laughs> you know and, uh not all of them were about that but they were they were they were all very um sort of funereal kind of uh comics that appeared in uh National Lampoon and in other outlets uh, uh you know in the world but uh that is going to be something that's going to blow people away uh Gus Van Sant of course is the director and the writer and uh and uh Jonah Hill it has a big cast, but it looks like uh, looks like Jonah Hill is going to be really, uh, you know, quite uh, quite good in it. Uh, you know, he's always good, and uh, of course, uh, of course, Joaquin. It looks like he's yeah. going to knock it out of the park. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, premiered like... a, it premiered at Sundance to good notices, so it's uh, people like. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, you got you guys change subjects quicker than anything. I, just, I, I well, only read you the headline, keep... headline of the Joker thing, and you guys are on to everything else. That's true. Yeah. But, okay, go back to the Joker. Is this going to be better than a Suicide Forest movie with Matthew McConaughey, at least? Remember that Gus Van Zandt movie? Oh, my oh, God. From... Now we're changing subjects again to the movie about trees? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, is that what it's called? Like, you know, I just want to make sure. But that movie sucked balls. I always thought I was all worried that was the last movie my dad saw, and it turned out it was the Mel Gibson one, Blood Father. I was like, okay, that's a little bit better to end the note on than the Matthew McConaughey movie about the suicide forest. Oh, yeah, that was. I, I, I won't even sit through that. I won't even watch oh, it. You don't. You, you have done nothing wrong in your life, Dean. You have done nothing <laughs> wrong in your life. I just can't do it. Okay, go back to the Joker. I'm sorry. All right. So the, the Joker movie will be it, it, it is the the it's grounded in uh, a graphic novel from 1988 called The Killing Joke, yeah. which cast kind of the Joker as a failed stand-up comedian, uh, and that's that's what leads him to to join a life of crime. Uh, however, they're they're trying to take a tact with it, especially with Scorsese producing, where it's going to play as kind of an unofficial sequel to The King of Comedy. That's what it sounds like. I mean, interesting. No, <laughs> uh, that's that's an interesting take on it. 
Well, it's going to happen. There's nothing we can do about it. So, I mean, it will come to pass. At least, at least, at least the guy that made due date is the one that's behind it. I mean, that <laughs> makes me feel a lot better. <laughs> that is good. Hey, what is his name? Todd Phillips. Oh, Todd Phillips. Okay. He yeah. interviewed him, but he also made old school. He made War Dogs, so that's not that's not um. I love yeah, War Dogs. Dogs. I prefer to focus War on Dogs. Right? Uh, you, of course, you do. <laughs> of course, you do. I I always I was always wondering what was the name of that movie. Thank you, Jamie, because I forgot what the name of that movie was. So, thanks for yeah. Dude, due date did not deliver. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good classic classic uh variety headline. Due date fails to deliver or uh, at BO. Yeah. <laughs> due date uh, or due date should have been aborted. <laughs> yes. Prequel, uh the prequel to Sopranos is 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 happening. Prequel film. How do we feel which about is this? about about Tony about Tony's family. I'm 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 pro I'm I'm all for this. I'm all for this. Uh, well, I mean, I'm all for it, but can we be very honest? Well, James Gandolfini really is, and I think will be what The Sopranos is all about. I mean, I realize, yeah. I realize that you can't, there's nothing we can do about that. There's nothing we can do about that, unfortunately. He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. But I just feel, I just feel sort of like, I don't know. I think it's kind of like you know going, you know, really going back to this, you know, going back and like trying to drain as much as you can from this, and there may not be much there. Um, I, I just, think there's I a know. lot. They, I think there's a lot he can do with it, and uh, I do think that David Chase is uh, uh, energized by this. I mean, I wasn't a big fan of Not Fade Away. You know, his movie. Uh, that's a, yeah. I mean, that's a that's not a easy film too. I mean, it's not a, I mean, that's not an easy film, but it's not, it is, it's, a, it's not the thing you think of when you think of David Chase. It's not yeah. the first thing that comes to mind. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I think he'll be energized in, into making it, making it good and, uh, and, uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to see, an, I, I'd, I'd enjoy seeing an origin story of, of the okay. Sopranos. Uh, it'll be it'll be David about, Chase's own Star Wars saga. Yeah, be like good. He can he can fuck up too. He can fuck up too. Fuck up. I'm reading all about that right now. So yeah, he can fuck up too. Um, the last <laughs> Soprano. The last Soprano. <laughs> the Phantom Soprano. Yeah. Attack, Attack of the, the Boombots. <laughs> the rever- the re- the re- Back of the Goombas. The re- the- yeah. Re- re- Revenge of Uncle Junior. Revenge of Uncle Junior. That would be great. That would be great. Uh, okay. There's. We're gonna get. You know. Next year is the. No. It's next. Yeah. Next year's the anniversary, as we all know from the Tarantino film of the Manson murders. So we're get- we're getting. Everybody's trying to jump on board here. We're getting a multitude of movies about Sharon Tate. Like everybody's focused on Sharon Tate. It seems like. Uh, so there's well, well, there is a Manson girls movie that Mary Heron is directing. I think that would be good. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I think that's a good idea. That'd be a good vehicle for a lot of young actresses, and uh, and so uh, I think it'd be uh, that's a really good idea. As also our friend, our good friend who was on the show we interviewed for um, Women's Studies is making a film 
Um, I think the last of the Manson girls or something, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he's making what was the guy? I don't remember his name. You gotta forgive me. And he lives around here, and I don't remember his name. But he's making a Manson related film too. So everyone's everyone's doing it. So what would that be? Is that going to be about the ones that are still in jail right now? I don't know. I'd have to go. I'd have to look at. I don't know. I know he's having. He's got. There was a new. There was a new book that came out uh, from a Manson girl uh, a few months ago. Set Deborah Lake, so who knows? Maybe Mm -hmm. together with her. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, the Sharon the Sharon Tate projects are. um, Well, obviously there's the Tarantino, and Tarantino is just Sharon Tate is a character in it. It isn't about Sharon Tate necessarily. She's just part of a part of a tapestry. Where Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio. DiCaprio is a fading Western star. Pitt is his stunt double. They're kind of bemoaning uh, a fading career and a changing Hollywood. Um, and DiCaprio lives next door to Sharon Tate. Uh, that's what's been revealed about Tarantino's movie so far. And it is going ahead. Um, the other um, the other Tate movie is um, a Kate Bosworth movie. Now, uh, well, first, there's a Hillary Duff movie called... Um, I forget what it's called, but it's about a premonition that Sharon Tate had where she saw herself with her throat cut at the bottom of a staircase like an apparition when she lived with Jay Sebring. Uh, and that's actually uh, that's actually a true story. I don't know if – I don't think it was herself. She, she did talk about seeing an apparition of someone with their throat cut at the bottom of a staircase in Jay Sebring's house. Uh, and so they're using that anecdote that she told and making some kind of horror thing with it. Uh, which sounds silly, and Hillary Duff, it should be on Lifetime, uh, for all I know. The third movie is um, Kate Bosworth being directed by her husband, Deborah, and it's more about Sharon's life. Sharon Tate's sister, Deborah, who has been vehemently opposed to the other movies, including Tarantino's, especially Tarantino, is producing, is executive producing or something, Kate mm-hmm. Bosworth's version. Uh, and so she's she's having input, uh, which is good because it's a story about Sharon Tate. I don't know why she'd have to have input on the Tarantino thing. He's not telling the Sharon Tate story, life story. Right. But um, but anyway, she's getting paid for it, so she's she's okay with it. I think they should do a whole movie about the Lobiancos with uh, with Bushimi and uh, Charlotte Rampling as the Lobiancos. Oh yeah, but, Charlotte like, the Labiancas the were uh, in their forties. Yeah, well, okay, but the, you know they can. <laughs> okay, they weren't. They, the that's beat. okay. They fudge that all the time in movies. So you know. <laughs> okay, the, the director. Oh, not to change the subject too much, but the director was Lonnie Martin, who we had on for on the movie Women's Studies. Um, but it's a, called The Last of the Manson Girls. It says here it came out in 2015, but I don't know. If, if it's actually being actually released or not, though, but it's um, Lonnie Martin, and he's 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 a good guy. He makes a lot of horror movies around here, so um, be curious about that one. Interesting. What else? Go ahead. Oh, uh, I don't uh, I don't know what <laughs> what I'm doing here. I'm a little lost. Well, yeah, you should be. You have a schizophrenia. I mean, you're channeling someone else. I mean, it's like a Brian De Palma film. It's I mean, true. What can I say? What's your name, Bobby Blue Balls? What is it? <laughs> Don't call me that. I, I was called that in school a few times, and I was uh, 
I was never very pleased with it. In fact, I got into a few uh, knockdown drag out fights over it. So I oh, just, okay. uh, sorry about that, Bobby. Sorry, sorry. It happened a lot. Let me that tell man, you. It happens, to, it happens to the best of us, man. And, I, and I've certainly had my share of blue balls, I'll tell you that. So I got to meet, uh, you know, Gilbert <laughs> Gottfried uh, a few uh, weeks ago uh, at a screening here in Atlanta of uh, of his movie, Gilbert. And uh, it's interesting because I went into it like uh, I'm not a huge fan of his. I know his uh, I know his uh, podcast is fantastic. I, I really haven't listened to it I, a lot. I know you guys are fans of it. I told him that we were fans of the show, and I was uh, interested in hearing about some of his favorite movies. And the uh, two that stuck out <clears throat> to me <clears throat> that uh, that I can recall at the moment uh, were uh, Of Mice and Men, which was the only one I'd never heard of. Uh, I mean, I've never seen. You know, the 1939 version of it with Lon right. Chaney and... and, and uh, um, uh, Burgess Meredith, and probably a much easier cast. Uh, but the other one that he mentioned that uh, he had covered on uh, his appearance on uh, TCM, because <clears throat> I asked him, well, "What are you, some of your favorite movies?" You know, that was what when I when I met him after the screening. Uh, that was the thing I wanted to know. So he he listed them all out and. Uh, he said, "He said, well, there's four that I covered at, at, on TCM, and and I can recall right now two of them. Uh, but uh, uh, the other one <clears throat> that he mentioned was the swimmer, uh, and uh, I realized, you know what? I need to go back and take a look at the swimmer. I haven't seen it really? in a really long time." been a long time since I've seen it. Uh, it's a great. It's a great. I love that movie. I love that I movie feel, so I much. Feel, I feel it's I, – I, I admire it, uh, although I feel I feel it's, it's, it's uneven. I mean uh, – It's uneven, but let's talk – let's just – in that sense, I know – Isn't that like he breaks into people's houses and swims in their pools or something, Burt Lancaster? Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's kind of. Um, he doesn't. You couldn't have American Beauty. You couldn't have Little Children. You couldn't have any of these suburban um, breakdown movies. Screws an underage girl in, in this movie. <laughs> no, no, no. But I'm just saying you couldn't have these things that, that talk about all this 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 um, discomfort in suburbia. Like the swimmer is really the precursor to all those. Um, the swimmer. I mean, he. It's a fantastic performance by Lancaster. Um, it's just a magnificent performance. Um, now you think. You think. Okay. First of all, <clears throat> let me just tell you that on on the DVD there is a very long uh, documentary uh, about the movie that uh, interviews. Some interesting people, like uh, you know, you never get to see like second ads and first ads, first assistant directors or whatever uh, interviewed for these type of things. But uh, they're in there, and uh, some of the the, the swimming uh, instructor, which you mm-hmm. know, you think you think you go in thinking, okay, Burt Lancaster, good casting in this because he's a he's an athlete, you know, he's uh, but he was not a swimmer, and. Uh, he was uh, he was every kind of other uh, athletic uh, endeavor, 
Uh, yeah, he was very, very, you know, 50, he was in his uh, early 50s, maybe mid-50s when he did the film. Uh, uh, and, um, uh, you know, he... Uh, he he had to go under, undergo lots of training. Uh, yeah. So mm-hmm. they had the they had the uh, swimming instructor in there, and some of the, some of the supporting people, and the uh, the woman who played the uh, uh, Julie, uh, Janet Langard, who plays the twenty year old. He has a little sort of flirtation with early on in the film, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I, she was somebody who I didn't know that uh, you know uh, uh, you know. She participates quite a bit in the uh, extras, <clears throat> and uh, you know, it's first of all, I sat through all of the extras because I, I did think it was very, very well done, uh, and I did learn a lot about it. Very troubled perform, troubled mm-hmm. production this this movie because it was, mm-hmm. uh, I think Frank Perry, the director, and of course his wife Eleanor Perry wrote it. And mm-hmm. um, uh, based on the John Cheever yeah, short story, yeah, very famous John Cheever short story, yeah. So, um, which originally appeared in the New Yorker, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, it was a very troubled movie that had to go into reshoots and everything mm-hmm. because I think, well, you know, Frank Perry had an alcohol problem. I, I'm pretty sure they didn't really go into you know calling him out, uh, uh, you know, in the in the. Uh, uh, extras, but they did say that it was difficult and so forth, and and I would imagine his his alcohol consumption might have might have been standing in the way, right, <clears throat> from the thing working as well. They had to go under uh, incre- uh, you know uh, extensive reshoots, uh, and uh, <clears throat> uh, they originally had uh, uh, Barbara Loden in the uh, young girl role, uh, and. Uh, who also had her own problems with alcohol, and uh, um, you know Barbara Loden was <clears throat> married to Aaliyah Kazan uh, at the time, and <clears throat> is really mo- most famous now as an actress for being in uh, Wanda, which is a 1970 movie that uh, she made a maybe not a huge splash in with, you know, but. Uh, uh, uh critically she she did very well with that movie and uh but she's cut out of the movie and and replaced by uh uh, uh Janet Langard uh so so a lot of a lot of interesting stuff in in uh, on the DVD you know uh, a, a really long i mean the the extras are longer than the movie mm. <laughs> so you really you really have to be interested to sit through it and uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of writing on screen, <laughs> you know, which kind of irritated me because oh, yeah. oh, my, yeah. uh, my vision, my uh, vision at the time of watching it wasn't uh, wasn't great because of my recent uh, health scare, and uh, so uh, my vision is clearing up and everything is good. But uh, uh, you know, there was a lot of reading, and it, it, in fact, I was like, why are they doing all of this? I mean, like you know, paragraphs and paragraphs on the screen. And you're like, wow, I guess, this is too much. You know, they, I think they went a little overboard on that. They could have sprung for a narrator uh, instead. Uh, but, yeah, I don't get that. I don't get that at all. Why you would do that? It's like it really alienating, especially in this day and age, unfortunately. But yeah, um, wow. They they hmm. they, they got to do uh, better on some of that stuff. 
But I learned that the you know the the thing was produced by Sam Spiegel, of course, who was you know Oscar winning uh, producer who made mm-hmm. you know on the waterfront and and of course Lawrence of Arabia oh, yeah. had had one you know uh, you know uh, 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 bridge over the River Kwai and everything. So he he had already won four Oscars for for uh, best picture at that point and uh, and uh, you know. Uh, they, I think they rescued it. Uh, they did did a really good job rescuing it. I would like to say that there were a lot of uh, there was a, a, a overwhelming amount of great character actors in it. Uh, uh, you know, Kim Hunter pops up in there with fans yeah. ape makeup for about five yeah. minutes, and uh, you know. But uh, not not really. I mean, you know, you might be able to spot a few, but uh, you know, Janice Rule uh, was. One of the people, you know, she was in Three Women. She's one of the women in Three Women, mm-hmm. and uh, she, she pops up in there. She's the she's one of the people that replaced, uh, you know, uh, I think she, you know, one of the actors that they had to cut out. And uh, really surprising to learn that uh, it was Marvin Hamlish's first movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, okay. He was uh, he was picked out of. Uh, of obscurity, you know, uh, by Sam Spiegel uh, to uh, to score the film, and what a first film to be uh, to be handed because there's so much uh, opportunity to to put uh, music in there, and uh, it is a crazy, effusive, big score that uh, is a little embarrassing at times, to tell you the truth, but mm-hmm. uh, it's it's a little over the top. Uh, but uh, it, it matches well with the sort of '60s movie quality of it. Uh, I, I I really dug it, and and of course one of our famous past guests. It's one of her first uh, in her, you know, not she didn't do many movies, but Joan Rivers is in it, and uh, she's a major. She she's interviewed in the extras, and uh, and um, so it's. You know she's only in it for about two minutes, but it's uh, it's fascinating to see her uh, movie debut in in the film. Yeah. So uh, she's on soundtrack all the time uh, for the swimmer <clears throat> on LP. I just haven't picked it up yet. The swimmer, oh, yeah? Marvin Ham Sandwich. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a big it's a big soundtrack. I mean, incredibly big. And uh, uh, you know, people like. Uh, there are people who pop up like uh, Diana Muldar and and uh, Dolph Sweet, who people might '80s uh, sitcom fans might might remember, <laughs> and uh, and uh, Bernie Hamilton and so forth, the black actor, and uh, Marge Champion, who is uh, a famous uh, dancer from the uh, '30s and uh, '40s, uh, who was in there with Gower Champion, and. Uh, it is a it is a wild movie. I mean, it is a it is a it is a nutty movie, uh, and uh, you really it's like a dream movie. Really, uh, it is it's so it is so otherworldly. Really, and uh, they're just not making movies like this anymore. So if you if you get a chance to see it, uh, watch The Swimmer. It is uh, is from '68, and uh, it's about 95 minutes long, and it's it's uh, really good. I mean, uh, you know, it's uh, it's unusual, one of a kind, and uh, you know, you can't you can't deny it. What? Hey, Sasha Baron Cohen's doing. Sasha Baron Cohen's doing a new movie. 
Did you know that? Oh, that's no. good. What, what's it called? What's it? What is it? I don't know what it's called, but O.J. Simpson's in it. <laughs> Shut up. Really? Yeah, he paid him twenty. He paid him twenty grand to be in it. Wow. Twenty grand. I could use the twenty grand. Huh? <laughs> Couldn't we all? Couldn't yeah, we all? Really, I bet Bobby could use it too. I could. I need new new fix up on my truck. It's got it. <laughs> all I had to do, it's got all it I had to do was kill kill my wife and her lover in order to get twenty grand. <laughs> I would have done that a long time ago. I don't cotton to any invitations of my voice. Do <laughs> <laughs> you remember when we were going to interview Stormy Daniels a long well, time ago? You and Dean both used the word cotton. That's very funny. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, we are in the South, you know, so there's plenty of it around. <laughs> yeah, I remember when we were going to interview Stormy Daniels. I'm damned. I'm really, really sorry we didn't for a number of reasons, but yes, I'm really sorry we didn't interview Stormy Daniels. Now we, so. we would be, we would be uh, major, major um, uh, media figures right now. <laughs> yeah, if, if if we had Stormy Daniels on the show, we would be awesome. We would be the crime achievement of the show. Reach uh, out to her, see if see if she'll be on the show. No, but we no, we did. Uh, remember, Jamie did reach. He reached out to Jamie. It was a long time ago. Um. No, and it, it fell apart. <laughs> Does she have much of a movie career? Um, she was in. I mean, in all seriousness, obviously the adult film. But um, there's also like I remember seeing her in that documentary, um, called Papatopoulos, which is about oh god, what's the guy? The filmmaker, B movie, Z movie, the guy straight to video movies um, that the guy makes. Um, like yeah. Chopping Mall and those kind of movies. Oh, Tim Barnowski, Tim Barnowski. And he was gonna. She was, she was in one of his movies because she was in the documentary. Um, so that's all. This I was a period of time. This was a period of time when she was moving into directing, and she was. Uh, she did a lot of interviews with various outlets. There used to be a show on. On um, God, I can't remember the channel. Maybe AMC with Peter Goober and um, Peter Bart. Oh and, yeah, yeah. Uh, she, she, she was a guest out. on. A guest on that talking about uh, directing in the adult film industry for women, and and that's basically what she wanted to talk to us about. But it was just a weird. <clears throat> I get a message from her on Facebook that I'd love to be on your show. Can I send you a care package? <laughs> I, I wonder what would be in that. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. It was a it was a calendar and some some kind of knickknack in a, one of the movies that she stars in and directs called Operation. Desert Stormy. Uh, oh, uh, do you still have that? Do you still have that? No, I gave it away. I mean, af- after I watch it once, I'm usually done with it. I throw it out with a tissue, and it's over. So I just I kind of I gave it away. But uh, yeah, and what a pity. It, it just didn't. It just didn't. She want. She didn't want to call in. She wanted to meet me in person and do the interview in person because she lives 45 minutes away. Uh, and I, I just ended up not doing it <clears throat> because I, I don't know. I, what, what the hell am I going to talk about? You should, I, I don't. You, <laughs> you should have told her we don't do it like that. You know, phones still work even if you're close by. <laughs> so I mean, you know, I don't know. I would have flown down to do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't blame you for for turning her down. Really. Uh, you know, of course, we've had Sasha Gray on the show. So, so uh, yeah. 
you know, well, but she uh, was but she, she was in a Soderbergh movie, and, of course, and other yeah. legitimate movies, you know. Yeah. Um. So so there was reason to have her on. I don't know. And now you know everybody's trying to she she wanted to talk to us, but now everybody's trying to silence her. And I, I know it's not the first time she's been given a gag order, but uh, you know it's not. <laughs> uh, oh my god. Oh, God. Uh, this show, no. this show, it's all about jumping the shark. This show is just all about jumping the shark. Right? <laughs> or hooking the fridge. Um, you, you never know where this show's going to go, I'll tell you that. Yeah, thank you. I tell you what, you, uh, there's this, uh, because I write for a medical clinic, for the past few months they've had me writing about this new procedure. This is completely off the topic of movies. Called Diva, which is. Uh, it's to restore vaginal health and functionality. It's like a radio frequency thing that makes it tighter. I, I'm not lying. This is some a legitimate thing that's offered by the OBGYNs, uh, and they're wanting to market it to uh, a retirement community here in the area because the retirement community has the highest rate of STDs in our county. <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, they're uh, yeah. Uh, I've I've heard that stat before. Maybe not about your county, but uh, yeah. yes. Well, it sounds like how do I market this thing? So I came up with a few slogans for, like for the retirement community, it was like uh, the villages, a tight knit community is about to get a lot tighter, and then uh, <laughs> just like uh, stuff like do you, do you want a cuter cooter? And uh, uh, make your <laughs> make your make your <laughs> make your hoo ha go woo ha or something like that. I don't know. Make your so, beaver uh, a dream weaver. <laughs> okay, Man, me... that's another good one. This is Thank what I you. do at work. That's my point. I come up with stuff to write about the vagina. And, uh, <laughs> Talk about the vagina monologue. My God. I mean... It sounds yeah. like a difficult gig in some ways, uh, but uh, okay. So here's a question. Here's the question. Okay, uh, I guess you by guy you got by this time you guys have seen the previews for the Oprah Winfrey movie, A Wrinkle in Time, which is of course done by Anna Duvernay. Duvernay, the uh, I saw it yesterday. I saw it yesterday. You saw the movie. Yeah, it's out. It's out. It's it's come out. I mean, okay. And uh, how was that? If I was, if I was younger, I think I would have appreciated it more. I didn't, I never read the book in um, school. I mean, I remember a lot. I know. Well, I remember when I was in first grade, a lot of kids had read the book in the second grade. Because I remember, I, I have to now. I don't think I have to explain what a film strip is to you two. But I'm sure you had those in school. And you remember the film strip that you'd watch in elementary? Of course, school, and it would be yes. and you have to. Turn the turn the uh, to yeah, the next exactly. frame and so everything. That's what, that's what I remember. I remember that. I remember there was a film strip that went along with the book. It was very popular, and I remember a certain images that are in the movie that you do remember from that. Um, the, how do I say this? I, I think that the movie is a triumph of inclusion, if that makes sense. Um, it really, really tries to cater to everyone and to make everyone feel included. Well, that's its uh, reason I, for being in a lot of ways. I think that I think I I have to say this, and I might be alone in saying this. I think when Oprah enters the movie in her part as one of these this trio of um, whatever you want to call them, along with Mindy Callen and Reese Witherspoon, who are very good in the movie, 
Oprah takes you out of the movie because she's Oprah. I mean, that's who, if that makes sense. You know, she's Oprah. She can't be anyone else in a movie. I'm sorry. I know it's a horrible thing to say, but. Well, I mean, you know, I didn't feel like that. I, you know, I, I she's an actress, and she's, uh, you know, she, I mean, no, no, she's a good actress. But here, it's just that there's that, but that's a minor thing. I, it's a good, it's a decent film. It's something that I, I, I would, you know, if I had young children, you know, in um, junior high and high school, I would love to take, you know, take them, and they would really appreciate it. Um, I think it's a good movie. I think Ava though must be kicking herself because she was going to originally direct Black Panther. Um, so I think she must sort of be kicking herself right now, or maybe not. I don't know, but it's not a bad movie. It's a good movie. It's just not. It's really a, we're not the age group for it, if I may say. I yeah. think this is definitely. Did it remind you? Is, did it remind you of that episode of Miami Vice where Tubbs, his father's watch, gets stolen? Yes, it did. It did. It did remind me of that. And where the episode where where um. Don Johnson goes um, to the back in the Everglades with the guy shoots him with an elephant gun. Yes, I did remind yeah, of that. That's what I that's what I want. Any movie that you talk about, Jerry, I wanted to relate to a Bible Vice episode. <laughs> what thing, I thought don't you think that was really awesome? I could point say, Hey, this is basically Eli Roth watched the uh took his death wish from a Miami Vice episode from the nineteen eighties. I mean that's what it reminded me of. I'm sorry. Well, I have to say, A Wrinkle in Time looks like one of the most garish movies I've ever seen a, a trailer for. It kind of uh, alienated me completely, and uh, and uh, frankly, I'm just not interested. But, but that's the case for a lot of movies, you know. Uh, do you think I should have seen Hurricane Heist instead? <laughs> now, uh, <laughs> is that a real movie, Hurricane Heist? Yes! Okay. Yes! I was wondering what that was because I was looking at the movie listings. I was like, Hurricane Heist. I was like, didn't we already see Hard Rain? Like, years yeah. Ago? Yeah, that's exactly what I was saying. Exactly. For those people who worked out of Hard Rain, what more? I was surprised that when I finally did get around to watching Hard Rain, that I, I found it, you know, intermittently entertaining. Uh, you know, mainly because of Morgan Freeman, I guess. But uh I like the uh, I like the Bowfinger movie Chubby Rain or whatever that was. <laughs> I don't <laughs> Okay, here's a question. Oh shit. Hey you have you guys uh you know, moving on to a little bit of T V coverage here. Have you guys been watching uh, uh our cartoon president? No, I <laughs> I get so much of the real thing every day. How is it? Um, uh, you know, the first few episodes, uh, um, I forget the network that it's on. but uh, Showtime. Uh, is it Showtime? It's is a it showtime. showtime. Yeah, you're right. It is a Showtime thing. <clears throat> uh, Stephen Colbert is, is largely re- respons- involved with the production and the writing. Uh, <clears throat> first two or three episodes, very good. <laughs> Uh, very good. Um, they kind of uh, they kind of sate us with that feeling of like cameras being in the back rooms, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, we kind of we kind of re- re- want that now because it feels like the most mysterious presidency has been going on, and, and also one of the most. Strangely enough, also one of the most uh, you know overexposed presidencies in some ways, but. Uh, I I I 
appreciated the first three, but then I think uh, it it gets in the weeds uh, and uh, it gets a little lost uh, later. The on, weeds but. is another Showtime show. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's yeah. another show. So did you Thank know you. that there's there is a uh, uh, documentary about the making of Platoon? It's a theatrical feature. Um, no, what's what's this? It, yeah, it's called it's called something of brothers or brotherhood or something. I'll have to look it up. It's premiering at the Gasparilla Film Festival here in Florida next week. But it has Charlie Sheen and all the people in the original movie, and it's a, it's a documentary on the making of that movie. Uh, but also at that festival is another movie that I'm sure we're all looking forward to this year because they say it's a Paul Schrader movie that feels just like a great Paul Schrader movie, and that's that first Reformed uh, with Ethan Hawke. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's, yeah, uh, about the priests, right? So. Oh, wow. That'll be something that he knows quite a bit about, so uh, that that should be interesting. Uh, yeah, and I love Ethan Hawke these days. He's so fantastic. I mean, yeah, yeah. he is really uh, he's really great. So uh, uh, you know, I'll be into that for sure. Richard and Richard Linklater has a new movie out this year called "Where Did You Go, Bernadette." Um, oh wow! It's about a novel about the 15-year-old investigating the disappearance of her agoraphobic mother, who is played by Kate Blanchett. Okay. Um, so it's always good to have a new title from him. Yeah, no. Incredible, Incredibles Two, Incredibles Two, Mission Impossible Six, all the Marvel stuff, the Predator sequel from Shane Black. Oh. Uh, that could be interesting. That could be very good, actually. Yeah, no, um, I, I'm enthusiastic about that. No, that I'll was definitely... pushed back to September, though. It was going to come out at the end of July, but I think it was pushed back to September. So. That's got my friend in it, Boyd Holbrook, who saved my life. <laughs> we should try and have him on the show. How did he save your life? Wait, how did he save your life? Wait a minute. I mean... He was my downstairs neighbor, and uh, I, I had left something on the stove and fallen asleep. And he uh, he knocked on the door and uh, woke me up. And uh, place was a little smoky. And uh, yep, so that's it. Boyd Holbrook oh, wow. saved, saved my life. But uh, yeah, he's uh, he's he's good guy. Really, uh, really top notch actor, and uh, I'm really happy to see his success. There's a movie called The Meg. We should. Uh, There's a movie called The Meg, which is a 3D uh, Jason Statham slash prehistoric shark movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, No thanks. No, by Steve Out. No, by Steve Out and books that our good friend, um, good friend of the show. The guys, um, you know, the the guys who made the shark is um, still working documentary. They have something to do with this, I think. So, um, in all seriousness, they're friends with Steve Alton, so I think they helped get this movie made. Um, okay. Uh, does it does yeah, he, like, so. kickbox the shark? That's what I wanted to know. There's some big fight scene with the shark. <laughs> <laughs> no, James Gillette. Um, James Gillette, I think, is the one. Yeah, who did, he has something to do with this, I think. So, um, there's uh, this movie that came out of Sundance that... Uh, uh, every I think it was Sundance. Everybody says it's the scariest movie ever made. <laughs> every year there's a movie that oh yes. you haven't seen scary until you see this movie. And this one's called Her- I think Hereditary. With Tony oh, Collette. Yeah, that yeah, was I great. Trailer. I saw a trailer for that the other day in front of Thoroughbreds. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh-oh. Who's the star again? Tony Collette. Tony Collette. Tony Collette. Oh God, that looks good. That looks good. Now I've, I think so too. It's uh, it's rare when a horror trailer really gets me, but that one looks fantastic. I can't wait. By the people who did the witch. By the people who did the witch, I think, right? Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Also, uh, let me just say this: uh, uh, a very, very interesting trailer popped up for uh, a new adaptation. This is uh, this is a very rare thing: an adaptation of uh, Anton Chekhov. <laughs> yeah. He's been called, gone for a while. Yes, uh, called the Seagull. With uh, oh yeah, it's yeah, going to yeah, be Saoirse right. Ronan's uh, follow-up uh, to her uh, to her uh, acclaimed Lady Bird performance with uh, Elizabeth Moss, uh, Annette Bening, uh, Brian Dennehy, Corey Stoll, uh, Michael Zegan, and uh, and Mayor Winningham. Uh, interesting cast. And uh, I thought I, I thought the preview looked good. You know, I mean, it's been a you know <clears throat> I don't think that there's been an adaptation of the Seagull since um, since Sidney Lumet did it back in the '60s, early '60s. So this will be something fresh. It doesn't look like you know if you know what Chekhov is. I think a, <clears throat> I'm not an expert, but. Uh, you know, I think it can be very downbeat and dry stuff, but it looks like they've uh, they've uh, they're livening it up a little bit, and uh, yeah. uh, you know, it uh, looks good. A few years a few years ago, they did it in the park, uh, Central Park, and it was cast like uh, Meryl Streep and Kevin Kline and Christopher Walken, and it was like a real star-studded cast. Mm. Uh, and it might have might have been directed by Mike Nichols. It might have been when Mike Nichols was alive. Yeah, that's uh, you know. I mean, I thought it looked good. You know, uh, um, uh, the preview makes makes it look great. So uh, I don't know the director very well. Uh, his name is um, uh, Michael Meyer. Uh, no, it's not. A, <laughs> it's not the killer. But uh, anyway. Uh, it's uh, it looks fine. Yeah, uh, October twelfth, First Man comes out. That's Damien Chazelle's follow up to La La Land. It's about Neil Armstrong and Ryan Gosling is playing him. Wow! Uh, and then um, the next week, Halloween comes out. The David Gordon Green version of Halloween with Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm. Well, that could be good. That could be very interesting. I mean, First Man is or- being filmed in Atlanta right now. So, oh. so somewhere, my friend Ryan Gosling, who I once advised on a uh, on a uh, video <laughs> rental while I was working at Kim's Video, uh, he was looking for he was looking for boxing great boxing movies. So I helped him out, and he said, "Oh, you don't have to take me out here. That's fine." And I said, "I said no, that's what I do. I, I, I have fun doing it, boy." It's uh, <laughs> it's 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 kind of unnerving looking at uh, uh, a guy that's uh, well so attractive. I mean, let's face it, he's an, he's an attractive guy, and and uh, yeah, it's just uh, it, it was uh, it was very memorable. <laughs> uh, then uh, yeah, I thought you were going to tell me he saved your life. <laughs> It'd be funny if every story you had about celebrities had to do with you leaving the stove on. 
It's true. I, I put aluminum foil in the microwave oven, and my gosling ran in. And the girl in the spider's web comes out October nineteenth. Oh, it's not boy. not headed by David Fincher. It doesn't star Rudy Mara or Daniel Craig. It's got Claire Claire Foy is the uh, new yeah. Um, so that's gonna finally come out. Wow. Okay. Claire Foy from uh, from the from the uh, the Elizabeth Queen Elizabeth. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Play, uh, Elizabeth Solander and she's got that new Soderbergh movie. She's been insane coming out soon. That looks good too. I mean, yeah. we've got two really good looking horror movies coming up that look uh, look fantastic. So that's exciting. Um. Steve McQueen has a new movie out, Widows, November 16th. Um, He hasn't done a movie since 12 Years a Slave, has he? Nope. No, I don't think he has, no. (laughs) This this one stars Viola Davis, Daniel Kaluuya, uh, Colin Farrell, Liam Neeson, Michelle Rodriguez, Robert Duvall, and Jackie Weaver. Wow. It's a heist thriller with a script by uh, Gillian Flynn, who did Gone Girl. Uh, okay. So it's a bit of a departure for Steve McQueen. That is. Uh, Robert, Zem- Robert Zemeckis has a new movie. The Women of Marwin. A true story about an eccentric artistic vision that's already been told in the 2010 documentary Marwin Call. Marwin Call. Have you seen that? No. I think I, I think I look, have seen that. Look for it. It's a documentary about a uh, eccentric artist who creates a world in miniature. Uh, yeah, I, f- I forget where the uh, where the artist uh, was from, but uh, it is great. It is a really really fascinating documentary called Marwin Call, uh, and. Uh, it is. Uh, it is. It'll blow you away. It was. Uh, it absolutely should have been nominated for the Oscar that year, but I don't think a lot of people saw it. But uh, it became a little bit more famous as as uh, the movie got out there in the uh, festival world, and uh, it is terrific. Steve Carell will be playing him. That's the artist. That's excellent. That's excellent. Uh, it doesn't have a release date yet, but Spike Lee's. Next movie is coming out this year too. It's called Black Klansmen. Oh, um, that won't be controversial at all. <laughs> it's about a black, a black police officer who successfully infiltrated a Colorado chapter of the KKK, and even got to know David Duke in the late seventies by posing as a white supremacist. Hmm. That's good. I mean, that's that sounds good. very interesting. That sounds very interesting. Huh? That would be good for him. Now, Blue Mouth uh, is uh, producing him. Oh, okay. Now, here's another TV question. Uh, I haven't seen Since the we're very... talking about TV? <laughs> are you, well, are you I... seriously changing subjects again when I'm going through, like, a list of movies that are coming out this year? <laughs> and I, I just... Uh... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I wanted to get it out there. Have you guys watched Waco? No, no, I have not. You should watch it. It's good. Uh, um, It's good. Uh, uh, What's his name, isn't it? Uh, uh, (laughs) Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon. Shannon And uh, and the uh, 
the guy from True Detective, what's his name? Anton Yelton? Uh, Kitch. Kitch. Anton, uh, Taylor it, Kitch. Taylor, Taylor Kitch. Sorry, not Anton Yelton. He's the dad. He's still, there's still Anton Yelton movies coming out. I saw I saw his last one on Friday, Thoroughbred, which is very good, by the way. But, I mean, um, that yeah. has gotten some I tell good you what I tell you what I do want to see is the uh, other Paramount Network series with Kevin Costner, the one that Tyler Sheridan wrote and directed. Oh yeah, I like Tyler Sheridan. So yeah. is he is he directing it too? Probably. I don't know. I think it's his baby. Well, that's that sounds good too. I like I like the Waco show though. I, th- I think it's. I, I think, think it's, it's on Netflix now. It's on Netflix if I'm not mistaken. Um. It's well done. It's well done. You know, if you think you, you think you know the story or whatever, if you, and if you've ever seen, you know, Waco: The Rules of Engagement, the uh, ter- terrific documentary that came out in the two thousand tens uh, somewhere. That's that was Oscar nominated. Uh, uh, be a good uh, good dovetail into that. So if you if you're fascinated with the a lot Waco, of Waco. yeah. Not awake. Not awake. That'll that'll keep you awake at night. <laughs> uh, also, sometime this year will be Domino De Palma's latest. Wow. Thank God. So who's the lead in that? Oh. Uh, Nicholas Coster Waldo. Some guy from Game of Thrones. You recognize? Oh, the Game of Thrones guy. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I thought it was like steel shit knuckles or something. I had no idea, but uh, it 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 involves it involves um, going undercover in ISIS and the CIA and all that kind of stuff. Oh, that's perfect for him. Oh my God, that's a real. That'd be awesome for De Palma to do. Oh my God, yeah. He needs to come back, big time. Yes, he does. He does. Uh, Barry Jenkins. His follow-up to Moonlight is called If Beale Street Could Talk. It's an adaptation of James Baldwin's 1974 novel about a young woman trying to clear the name of her fiancé, an artist falsely accused of rape. Uh, Then, her first narrative feature since Winter's Bone, writer-director Deborah Granick. Our friend. has a new movie coming out called Leave No Trace. Uh, it's a rare showcase vehicle for the intense and magnetic Ben Foster. Ben Foster, uh, our favorite. I like Ben Foster. He's always been he's good. He's good. He's good. I'm, I'm, yeah. you know. I'm perplexed by that description. Okay. And then finally, The Man Who Killed Don Quixote will be coming out this year. The long-awaited... Um, uh, Terry Gilliam. <laughs> I have to see it to believe it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I will too. I will too. I Big mean, time. If I had not seen it with my own eyes, I would not believe it. Okay, so if I would have thought that this movie's curse had uh, would, had killed it. Uh, so uh, so who's the lead? Because you know the lead has changed many times. Jonathan Price. Price. Jonathan Price. I mean, Jonathan That's Price good. and uh, Adam Driver. I I like that that pair, you know. I like that's that. a good pair. I mean, that's God. Adam Driver really is 
the irony the most successful cast in the world is Adam Driver. I mean, it's he is the, he's the the poor man's Johnny Depp, so he might as well be no, in the it, uh, take no, over that role. He is the most, but he is the most. He's I think had the most success from that show. I mean, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah he has. I mean, made, man, he made him a star basically. Uh, the Old Man and the Gun is uh, a movie from David Lowry, who did Ghost oh. Story and Ain't Them Body Saints and that kind of thing. Uh, it's oh, okay. about a notorious bank robber, Forrest Tucker, who's said to have busted out of prison no less than 18 times. And uh, that bank robber is played by Robert Redford. Sissy Spacek plays the woman who loved him. And Casey Affleck is the detective in Hot Pursuit. Wow. Oh, good. I'm glad to see him. <laughs> That's powerhouse. Casey Affleck. Casey Affleck is such a good actor. I'm glad to see him getting all these parts. I mean, so. Terrence Malick is back. In a genuinely scripted, more conventionally structured drama. Finally. It's called Radgund? Radgund? <laughs> yes, it's difficult to pronounce. I'm, I'm not quite sure how to pronounce it yet either. I'll have to get the computer to pronounce it for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a World War Two uh, Nazi Third Reich movie. It's mm. about, he, needs to, he needs to return to you know as we said on the show he needs to return to a more stri- strictly scripted. Uh, you yeah, know. I mean, I still haven't seen Night of Cups though. I still haven't watched that yet. So I can't bring myself to watch it. I just can't get into the mood. That I need well, to. after watching something this morning, I don't know if I can watch anything else by him, to be honest. That's a hard one to sit through. I mean, Has anybody um, sat through Voyage of Time yet? <coughs> the no. uh, documentary? No, no, uh, I have not. I started it one night, and I said, I'm just not in the mood. I just can't can't get into this. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing with him. He's like one of those directors that really have to be in the mood to sit down. And watch it, you know. I hate to see that. I hate to be like that, but he's one of those that I really have to be in the mood. Yeah. He's he's uh, he's he's just too much in his own head, I think, at, at, at this moment. And uh, so I'll I'll welcome him, you know, returning to to a more conventional form in a way. Mm-hmm. And then um, the remake of. Suspiria will be coming out too. I'm the director the of three hour version. version. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the. I'm not a fan of the movie. I, what can I tell you? It's, uh, it's too much. I love the the new movie. The new movie by the guy that did the Jinx. The new documentary from him, The King which is about the latter years of Elvis Presley. And yet it, it, it kind of, it parallels the latter part of Elvis Presley's life with what happened to America at the same time. Like America kind of got fat and destroyed itself by consuming too damn much. Uh, and it, it parallels that with how Elvis's downfall took place. That's an uh, interesting, that's an interesting concept. I think that's it good. is an interesting. I'd like to see, I'd like to see that. I miss the king. And then at the end, there's a scene of Elvis Presley in the bathroom. He doesn't know he's being recorded, and he confesses to murdering that woman. And so it's it's there. There's definitely a reason why it's it's from the director of the Jigs. 
guys going to watch OJ confess tonight? Is that was is that, that really what, what what's what, happening? What, really what? What the fuck is this game? Explain. Is he really going to confess? Well, you remember at the end of OJ Made America, it's one of the great scenes in that miniseries. One of his friends was talking about sitting with OJ after he gets acquitted, and OJ talked told him like how he did it, like he went through it and what happened. Uh, that's essentially what he does on camera during this show tonight. But this show was taped to promote his book, If I Did It, uh, mm-hmm. two decades ago. So, oh. uh, and then they, the network pulled it. The network pulled it because it was in bad taste, and God forbid, Fox do something in bad taste. So, uh, I think it was actually originally going to be a pay per view thing. But th- so they're okay. playing it tonight, premiering it tonight for the first time. Okay. So didn't Tim Meadows? I agree. I gotta see. 
I, that's going to be the hit of the year, I believe. People, people going to be lined up. Uh, going to have to. People are eating hot dogs in the in the line, and uh, there's going to be uh, uh, fist fights, and uh, it's, it's going. Be... <laughs> Dude, I got to tell you, you you, uh, you sound you sound like a redneck Rue McClanahan. That's all. You sound like me. <laughs> if 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 only B. Arthur could be here, I, I'd feel Gene, a lot more ill. I think uh, I believe that I could take B. Arthur in a in a fist fight. <laughs> I don't know; it might be a draw, but who knows. Yeah, she's dead now, isn't she? Isn't she? Yeah, all of them are dead, but Betty White. Yeah, they're all dead. Yes, mm. they're all dead. On that note, <laughs> <laughs> except for Betty White, of course, who is, who is a superwoman. <laughs> That's another thing. I want Jerry to relate every movie review to an episode of Miami Vice, and I want to end every single show on "They're all dead." <laughs> <laughs> they're all dead. <laughs> 